A quantum leap is the experience of space in order to collapse time that it takes to get to your destination. Here at the Mystic and the Magician podcast, we are going to teach you how to do that, the best ways to do it, and the most fulfilling results that you could experience. Hi, welcome back to the Mystic and the Magician podcast. I'm your host, Spring, and I'm here with my co-host, Kondra, and we are talking about boundaries and relationships and what happens if you don't have them and what it means when you don't have them, like what it actually results in, in your personality. And in my case, personality flaws. (laughs) So the main way that we started talking about this recently was because of being the mom and so much, we don't like, we can't be sick. Like (laughs) we we have to take care of everyone when they're sick. And then when we're sick, like it's not standard practice for like when the woman is sick for the husband to take off work and help with the kids and stuff like that. We just have to like barrel through everything sick or not. And see, you know, what's funny is my two brothers are married to women who are like, no, this is equal. This is equal. My brothers will take sick days to stay home with the kids and, you know, drop kids off at school. My husband, my son went to the same high school for two years and my husband had to take something to the school and he was off that morning and he's like, I'll run it down there. He calls me an hour and a half later and he's like, where's the school? I was like, you have got to be shitting me. You don't know where your kids go to school. What if I died? What if I died? That's my argument all the time. What if I died? (laughs) No, for real. Like, for real. And it's really funny. It's really funny to talk about school. Like, this is totally off topic, but I have to say this. Like, when we're talking about the dynamics of, like, like, men having more like respect given to them, more boundaries given to them, like things like that. Like I noticed I was a single mom for like five years between um like meeting Kevin. Right. And I just recently, since we got married, put him on the kids school forms. And I have been fighting for my kids to get like proper education and to understand their assignments and where they're at and stuff. And I get blown off all the time. They started emailing him. (laughs) that's funny you know what though there was a guy on tiktok who got a message about his son and they're like well we need to know what teacher he is in and he's like hold on wait a minute so when you picked up the paper you're like hold on let me call the dad because i think the dad knows (laughs) and he's like why would you call me (laughs) well the thing is it's really funny because like all of the same things that I've been saying for like the last three years to these teachers and my kids don't go to bad schools. I just keep getting blown off. And as soon as I added Kevin to the call sheet, which was like this year, right? He gets, he's on the email and call sheet. He gets emails before I get emails. And then he responds and he gets like heard. I'm like, I'm impressed by this. The first time he sent out an email, I was like, I was like, I'm just going to email from his computer from now on. Like, that's what's going to happen. That's funny. Now, I am, I'm the loud one. I'm the one who gets things heard. So, I mean. I'm loud and I'm like, I don't get it. But they're not, they're like blowing me off. Like a preconceived notion. Like, oh, she's just like a mom that thinks her kids do no wrong or something. Like, but, and I get that being in the school system, but I'm not. I really just need you to explain to me where the, these assignments are, please. See, okay, now I was the one that got called every time my son misbehaved. I was the one who was there for all of the parent-teacher conferences. I was the one that went in and, you know, got yelled at by the school every time he screwed up. But when they busted him with pot, 
they called Brian. They didn't call me. That's so interesting, right? (laughs) What makes them choose whether to listen to the mother or the figure? Like what makes them choose that? I would love to know. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, so like, yeah, that's, that's funny. So it's not just like in the relationship that this happens. It's like a societal thing. Sometimes I feel like, well, we used to, um, rent a house on the same street that we bought our house on. And every time we had problems, we had problems constantly with that house. It was like the electricity would go out. The plumbing would go out. All these things, the heater would constantly go out. And I would send a message to the landlord. I'm like, Hey, the heater's out again. Nothing, no response like four emails later, finally, I will call and I'd leave voicemails. And nothing, I got nowhere with her, I would have to have Brian call and within five minutes, she'd return his phone call and I'd have a service man out to the house. But nothing for me. That's, that's just wild to me. Like this yeah. whole thing no is just like, it's really impressive that it's so different. And you were saying um, before we got on the call, cause we were talking about this a little bit before we got on the call, you were saying that there, that you feel like there's always like a giver and a taker in a relationship, which I pretty much agree with because of the whole like locked house theory. Um, so even in like gay relationships or lesbian relationships, like there's still going to be that, but like, what makes, what makes the dynamic, especially when it comes to like outside connection like schools and things like that like what makes the dynamic do you just pick the person who in your mind you think gets more done or what I I think so like in that case like they continuously called me when he would misbehave and of course I would ground him take away his phone do all this stuff but no changes were ever made Little did they know that they weren't getting made because my husband would go behind my back and break my rules. And he was the one with no boundaries, which is what cracks me up. That's why this, this situation with the drugs was hilarious because I kept telling him, I was like, you know, I think he's doing drugs. And he's like, absolutely wouldn't. Cause he was a great kid. Like he went to private school. He was on the chess team. He played sports. He was a really good kid before we moved to Virginia. Yeah. Moved to Virginia. He starts doing drugs. And I'm like, I, he, I think he's selling. I think he's, you know, doing all this stuff. And he's like, you're insane. You just want to fight with him all the time. And it was like me, I was the bad guy. And it was so funny when the, the school called and we were in the car together and the school called him. Oh, that's perfect. He can't even and hide I it from me at that there. point. <laughs> I him like, this is your mess. You clean it up. This is your mess because it, you did it. You would not help nip it in the bud. It's your mess. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird how they have like dynamics, how they think they can get one person can get things done. And it's not always right. It's not, it's not. And it's especially, it's especially wrong in like role reversal relationships. Like me and Kevin have like pretty reversed roles. Um, like I do, most of the not feminine house chores and activities and things like that. Like I do our taxes and I do our budgeting and I do like all of the things that would normally be like tossed to the guy. Right. And he does like a lot of the nurturing and the cleaning and the laundry and our roles are just very different and they're always perceived to be the same. And so like when they email him, like he comes to me and he's like, okay, so, um, 
learn me this, like help me figure out like what this, and he's so introverted. Like I basically have to like help with his wording and responses in a professional way to anyone in any type of like business or professional dynamic. That's funny. Yeah. I pretty much handle everything. If something breaks, I have to fix it. I right. used to do our taxes before I just hired my sister-in-law who's a tax advisor and like get it done in like, and like months. the bar is in hell. The bar, <laughs> the bar is in hell. <laughs> like, um, but like what initially started this conversation was, um, like sickness and being sick. So like when you take it back to just within the household, we were talking about how like lack of boundaries comes from like a fear or like something like that. Um, and I think that this can be really helpful for people because it's not always the men, right? Sometimes it's the women that don't have boundaries. And I've been in relationships like that too, where it was me. And then I grew and then it was the opposite. Cause I like to go from one extreme to the next. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is the lack of self-worth in claiming your boundary. And then or fear. fear of like the result of like setting it or associating a boundary with like, um, rejection. Right. That's what leads to our biggest fights is when I do set a boundary and then he acts, like you said, like he's unloved and mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really funny. So a lot of times I don't like implement the boundary because I'm like, okay, it's not that big of a deal we're going to fight like this fight over our house, over a bathtub. Like I love a bath and he keeps wanting to take all the bathtubs out of the house and put showers in. Well, he broke the upstairs bathtub. Like it doesn't drain it anymore. And I was like, the house is giving me a new bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and so last night he just walked away shaking his head because I will die on this hill. <laughs> I will get a new bathtub or I will die. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because like, that's something Kevin is the person in our relationship, I think with no boundaries. And he kind of like, lets me run things. Um, and I think it's funny because what you said was something that Kevin and I had actually talked about. You were like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And right. Kevin's like, I just don't feel like it's worth it. A lot of the time, uh, a lot of time, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth the fight of because Brian will fight tooth and nail. If, if he thinks that I have put any kind of boundary in place. I don't fight though. I don't unless, so I feel like communicating here is like a really big deal because like, if you have a boundary, like I feel like how it's communicated, like if oh, you he were to wait until he was exploding and then freak out, obviously I'd be like, I don't like this. I don't like what's happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it isn't even like that big of a deal. Like I said, um, I cleaned the laundry room and then he's like, I really like it like this. I don't want anything going on the dryer. And I was like, well, then stop putting things on the dryer. And he's like, it's not me. And I was like, really? Who else is, dr whose drill is that? <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. yours. And then he freaks out because I told him not to make a mess. And I didn't be me. I wasn't mean about it. I was just like, um, this is yours, <laughs> you know? And he wigs Oh, he wigs out anytime that I point something out. Kevin would probably say that was me. I disagree. <laughs> but I feel like if we were to like ask Kevin, like he was just up here. I feel like if he were to like. I know, I want to ask him because <laughs> I have seen you when somebody's like, hey, what about this? And you're like, instantly you'll like go on a defense. And I've seen you go on the defense. <laughs> Sometimes. 
sometimes. But that's why I feel like communication is important because there's a way, there's a like a time and like a way to communicate with me where I'm like super receptive. So that's why I disagree because I'm like, it's how you brought it to me because I'm, I'm a very mom person. Like, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen the movie Riding in Cars with Boys? Yes. You know how at the end, his like shitty dad is like, just tell her that you need her help. She's a mother. She can't help it. Right. <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm that like if anyone comes to me and just starts off with like, I really need you for a second. And I'm like, oh, how can I help you? <laughs> like, like, if anybody has a problem, you can take it to Cassandra. She'll have an answer. She, Even she, if it's she, with she, me, if you come to me from like this place of like, I love you and I need you. I'm like, what can I do for you? Right. And you are fantastic at having a plan. Mm-hmm. You have a plan for everything. But if you like come at me and you're like, you do this, 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 this wrong and I hate it. And you're not offering me like any solutions. And it's just like kind of like coming from a place of attack. Then I I do get defensive. See, now I felt he was attacking me when he's like, I don't want anything on the on the dryer. Well, then stop putting fucking shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was lost. I was like, it's yours. Yeah. And I was mad. I was just like, um, that's your stuff. <laughs> I also feel like that's Kevin too, though, because Kevin's like the biggest mess and he's like, I'm the only one that cleans. And I'm like, you're not because you're the only mess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, Brian is like super, super touchy about anything, but I claim that's his narcissist in him. So you think I tell him all the time. I was like, look, I really need to talk about this, but I need you to take your narcissistic tendencies and like lower them down for a minute. Because we need to discuss this. that shit in the backseat. I'm trying to be productive. We need to discuss this and figure this out. But he will turn everything around. Like when I have an issue with something, he turns it around. And and I am like, try really hard to be like, hey, so this really bothers me when this happens. And he's like, boom, well, you did this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's not. And you're like, that has nothing to do with what I just said. Right. Like, wait, wait, no. I think we all, at one point, if we don't now, did that. Like, argued like that. Like, someone would bring us an issue, and then we'd be like, well, you do this. And now, you know what's funny is I actually recognize that when I go to someone and I'm like, hey, this this really hurt my feelings. And they're like, oh, don't come at me like you do no wrong because you did this at this time and you did this at this time. And I'm like... I'm like, all that is great and valid, but like, I'm coming to you right now with this thing. And if you justify this thing by things that I've done in the past that you've never brought up before this specific moment in time, then this, this is not a productive conversation and we don't need to be friends. And I've had that conversation with people even recently because, um, I had a friend that I've had for years not come to my bridal shower and it really hurt my feelings because I like reminded her and talked to her days before and she said she was coming. And um, she was like that. She was like really defensive and she was like, really? Because one time you did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, that's like awesome. But like right now this was, this is my wedding and my bridal shower. Like this is a different, like this isn't like your birthday party when we were 19. Like, <laughs> like what? You know what I mean? And, and so like, 
I think it's really important to like recognize when something's becoming an argument, even if you're not starting it and shut it down. And yeah. I think it's really cool what you did, like kind of starting it off as like, hey, like kind of like <laughs> a joke, like, hey, put that person like fucking in your back pocket right now. I need to talk to someone else. <laughs> Bring out the personality that's helpful. Like, <laughs> Right. I think joking helps lighten it up a lot. I mean, over the years it has gotten, because I mean, I was raised by a drug addict and an alcoholic. I Mm -hmm. was terrified to open my mouth. I was terrified to not jump when they said jump. I mean, like growing up, I was terrified to ever stand my ground. So you didn't have boundaries. I was terrified to have them. I thought I, I literally thought they would kill me if I said anything (laughs) because they had tempers. Yeah. So then my mother-in-law is exactly like my mom. And so it was like, I went from just they like, they never went away. Like, you know, they were just always there. And so then I, it, I was conditioned to not have boundaries, not say anything to just do what I was told. And, um, Brian is like really mellow. He's not, you know, bossy or anything like that. No, so I was, love Brian when I'm around him. I've definitely seen him get frustrated, but like Brian's he's cool. Chill. So yeah. it was, I never had those issues with him. But then when I finally would be like, oh my gosh, this is an issue for me. And then he would turn it around and make it seem like, so for years, I would just not speak because I was like, okay, that's going to cause a fight. I didn't fear for my life, but finally at that point, but I knew that it would cause a fight. And I was already conditioned my whole life to not care, you know, yeah. to not stand up. So, so it was like, just like, whatever. Sacrifice. Yeah. And now it does, I do stand up more, you know, when he sprayed great stuff down the drain of the upstairs bathtub and now it doesn't work and we're going to have to dig the drain out. I'm but I also it. think like, I think it's really important to like say that like Brian isn't actually a narcissist and like this issue with boundaries can be like a fear of such rejection that you're just like, I don't want her to not love me. Like, I don't want this in place because it means she doesn't love me or right. that I'm he not has, good enough. He has no boundaries as well, but he was raised by a mother exactly like mine. And then his dad was in jail most of his life. And he just like took it the opposite way, really. And he took it the opposite way. Well, he has no boundaries. Like he lets people walk all over him as well. And, but like you said, it's like a fear of rejection with yeah. him. And I know, I know he struggles with like boundaries with the kids and everything. Like you'll try to set a boundary and he's like, no, fuck that boundary. (laughs) He actually had a, a, cause my 25 year old son breaks his cell phone every six months and wants a new, and he ends up taking somebody else's on the plan. So my girls never get new cell phones because we always end up giving them his upgrade or they get, they, he gets their upgrades. And I told him the other day, he broke his phone again. And I was like, he needs to just get on his own plan. He's 25. Yeah. It's time. It's time. And he just looked at me like I had told him to throw our five-year-old out in the gutter, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like you just threw my kid out in the street. And I was like, no, this is to the point where he, so I go, fine. You know what? That kind of happened again. You guys had an issue like that recently with your son when he came to stay with you. And Brian was like, and then I kicked him out out because he was like awful with everyone in the house everyone who has to stay here because they're still underage was miserable and I finally got to the point where I was like you can't talk to people like this anymore and because I stood up to him 
he flipped out on me and I was like, get out of my house. <laughs> and, and it makes so much sense with like Brian feeling like that's uh like a representation of not loving mm-hmm. someone, right? Because then he's like, he's basically like, oh my God, you just told our kid that you don't even love him. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So at work. So it makes sense, right? Like, yeah. Well, at work on Friday, now my kids are not stupid, but this kid, I don't know. I don't know. The oldest is, I don't know. (laughs) You don't run a diesel engine out of fuel. You never do. He was raised to know this. Right. My stepdad, I grew up driving a diesel pickup. It was what I learned to drive. My stepdad drilled it into my head. You never go home on a quarter of a tank of gas. You never, ever put your diesel into that danger zone. So he was raised this way. He calls and says he ran the dump truck out of fuel and he's stuck on the side of the road and he calls Brian and he starts screaming. And I'm like, we're at home. We're in the car. I get out of the car. I just like, no, you know what? Leave him on the side of the road. Let him figure out how to fix this mess. It's his mess. He's 25. Brian gets in the car and goes down there and saves his dumb butt. (laughs) Once again, no boundaries. And then he had another coworker who works with the son. They got into a fight and he's like, the, the dad was like, I don't want to go home because now I'm going to listen to my wife and she's going to be mad at me because I told Bill to do this, this, this. And he's like, not my wife. My wife will be like, Shh, she'll leave you on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also because we can see clearly because we don't have the same beliefs around boundaries, right? Like now at this point in our growth, because we've been doing this for a little while that we're like, okay, so boundaries are actually good. And when you don't have them, it denies people growth. That's it. That's what I can. And so that's why that's where enabling comes from, like the term enabling, because you're literally denying people the ability to problem solve or learn when you don't have boundaries that say, like, you have to figure this out. You have to. And and he would have learned so simple. One, I will never run a diesel engine out of fuel again. Right. He, He would have learned how to clear the filters out. He would have learned to not put himself in that situation. And he would have learned it wasn't that big of a deal. Cause he freaked out. He was like crying and everything. And I was like, you're 25 years old. Right. It's not that big of a deal. You ran it out of gas. It's fixable. You didn't destroy it. Right. It's fixable. <laughs> and if he had fixed it on his own, he would know it was fixable. And then it wouldn't be an issue ever again. But daddy came to the rescue. And so what he learned was if this happens, I can call my dad. <laughs> I even told Brian, I was like, what's he going to do when you're dead? Because you're not giving him any ability to ever figure things out on his own. You rescue his butt every single time. And he's like, well, when I'm dead, he can then figure it out. (laughs) Because he doesn't want to die and let him think that he didn't love him. And that's why it's like so associated with love for him. Like acts of service might even be his love language. Like that's how serious it is that he's like, if you don't do acts of service, like... No, he's definitely a feeder. <laughs> <laughs> but that's acts of service. It's true. Yes. It but that's true. acts of service. Like I've made you this meal. Like I yeah. care about you. So like, yeah. So that's, that could really be like his love language too. So then it's now doubling as not only like uh, his ideal, like 
love language, but like, it's also, that means he loves you. Like, so he's like, like, he probably really just doesn't know how to love people without that. <laughs> like, how do they know I love them if I don't do all these things? Right. And he, it's true. He is, he does do that. Like everyone's getting new cell phones, like Oprah. Yeah. Except the girls who deserve the new cell phone. Yeah. Um, my love language, I've actually learned on couples therapy. It's actually so funny because I have like the same situation in my marriage, but over different, a different love language. So Kevin is an introvert and he is a man of very little words. And like in our couples therapy, I'm not allowed to answer first because he has to like speak his mind. And so when I say something, if I answer first, he's just like, yeah, that, you know, so like, him do that yeah so like so here's the funny thing because I'm a talker talking is actually my love language like that tells me that you're letting me in you care about me you care about how my day was like you're talking to me you're like that's a connection point for me and Kevin doesn't talk so do you feel half the time he doesn't love you because he won't talk yes (laughs) that's why we're in therapy (laughs) that's funny see my love language is touch like I'm a smotherer yeah and it's funny because Brian is I call him a feeder he just is like always like here's food eat this food and you're trying to lose weight so you're like fuck all of this that you're I know (laughs) sandwich this morning for breakfast and I didn't eat it I left it in his lunchbox (laughs) so he can have it later Yeah. But yeah. So like, this is like the importance of love language and boundaries because it all kind of goes together. Like if your love language, your love language can prevent boundaries because you don't understand where this is coming from. And so like, that's, that's, it's been so funny with me and Kevin, because like, I started to notice I'm like every day when he comes in from work, I'm like, how was your day? What happened today? Like I'm talking and he's like, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, I just want to go like be by myself. As an introvert, I understand completely where he's coming from. Yeah. He's like, I've been around too many people today already. The house is too people-y and he had to go people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. The house is too peopley because when the kids are home, he's like overstimulated. He's like, this is too much. This is a lot of like, (laughs) yeah. And we're all loud because I'm loud. So all my kids are loud and he grew up in it. Like you've met his parents. They're very quiet. They're very soft-spoken, very quiet. Like you have to have good hearing to have a conversation with them. And (laughs) And so when I'm loud and my kids are loud, he's like associating that loud volume with conflict. And it's like putting him on edge already. Like he doesn't want to participate. So like, there's just the dynamic of like our backgrounds and how to like merge this all together, which is like what we've been working on because it's very different perspectives, like hugely different perspectives. Cause I'm like, why won't you just talk to me? And he's like, this is too loud. It's too crazy. Like I'm (laughs) You know, like in um, human design, we are automatically attracted to the missing link. So like if you're loud and he's quiet, you, you know, and it's so I don't know how to be quiet. Right. My house is quiet. Um, Like when I was like living by myself that whole time, I was talking to myself. I still never shut up. (laughs) I I don't, I I don't doubt that. (laughs) 
but I think my kids are going to have issues because we are quiet. Yeah. We're very quiet. Um, we can fight without ever yelling at each other. Very rarely. I think maybe two times we've ever raised our voices at each other. I noticed that Kevin can do that too. Like he has a way of making me know that he's upset without slamming anything or throwing anything. And also without speaking at all in any capacity. And I'm just like, Oh, he's mad. Right. And we can actually sit down and have a really good conversation. Not that it always gets solved because Brian has no boundaries. And then I <laughs> up <laughs> he's like whoa you're finally saying no yeah <laughs> yeah but my I think my kids will have issues because I think they'll be attracted to loud people and then they're gonna be like oh my and God, then they're gonna be freaking out because they're gonna be like I <laughs> yeah and that's Kevin Kevin's like you're always like yelling you're always so like aggressive like he thinks that how I talk is really aggressive and from from his perspective it is really aggressive but from my perspective like I come from a really loud family. Um, so and funny. you had to be loud to be heard. That is funny. And I also worked in a bar. So I'm like half deaf. Cause I like worked in a bar my whole life, like right next to loud ass speakers. So anytime he's like, he's like whispering and walking away and I'm like, what? And he's like getting mad. Cause he's like repeating himself. And I'm like, no, I'm like half deaf. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that is me and Brian. That is me and Brian. <laughs> I'm like, I said it five times. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> I like, I can't hear you. And then I feel so bad because of something that's completely out of my control. Like, yeah, I hear you, Kevin. <laughs> so, like, the solution to this that I actually think is really cool that our therapist has us doing all week is we have to only speak to each other looking in each other's face now yeah that still doesn't help brian because i'll always tell him because he'll say yes all the time he doesn't care what i say he's like like, yeah (laughs) and he knows that if i have to repeat myself like five times that i'm gonna like throw things at him Mm. so (laughs) i'll be i'll tap him i'll be like look in my face look in my face because i'm gonna tell you something important and i need to know you understand (laughs) yeah Kevin does a lot of acknowledging and he'll look at me in my face. Like I really put this to the test the other day. I showed him something. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, it was my credit cards. I had paid all my credit card bills. He has no idea how many credit cards I have. I have like eight credit cards. I have a lot of fucking credit cards. (laughs) And I pulled up my bank statement And I counted all the credit card payments to him. And I was like, did you know I had this many credit cards? And he looked at me in my face, looked at my bank statement, counted the credit cards with me. And then he was like, oh, wow. And I was like, he didn't hear anything I said. (laughs) So I kept talking about it. And all of a sudden, like five minutes into this conversation, he was like, you have eight fucking credit cards. (laughs) You're like. I was like, I counted them for you. (laughs) You were there. How do they do that? That's a man thing. That's a man thing. I don't know. I don't know. know, But he was like, I knew that he didn't hear anything I said because I knew that he was going to have a different reaction. He was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, he didn't hear me. Right. That that (laughs) is a man thing. That happens like, oh my gosh. Like, 
last night I was like, so I didn't call you at work. So I didn't want to ruin your day, but we had a massive leak in the upstairs bathroom. He sprayed it with great stuff. It went into the crack of the pipe and sealed the drain. Shut up. (laughs) It's it's totally, it's a mess. So I didn't call him at work and be like, Hey, so there's no plumbing upstairs. You broke it. (laughs) I waited till he got home and I tell him the upstairs bathtub does not work. Like it won't drain. The kids are now showering downstairs. Well, he starts fighting with Grayson to get in the bathtub. I was like, he can't get in that bathtub. (laughs) You broke it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. I don't know how to make them listen. I don't know. I don't know how. I'm doing everything the therapist says. Like I looked at him in his face and I used a visual effect. Like I used a visual display. (laughs) Like. Oh, I even poked buttons. I knew would piss him off. I'd be like, so now that the upstairs bathroom has to be gutted, I get a new bathtub and I want to take one. (laughs) That's going to be a fight for later. I already know it. Oh yeah. Y'all are going to have it out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we had it out with the downstairs bathroom and I lost. So I remember, I remember. Cause that was when you got the tub for outside. Yeah. I got the tub. <laughs> <laughs> like you're allowed to have a tub, but it's outside. Yeah, he's like, And he's told me to use it out there. Oh my God. I mean, in the summer, you probably could with the bed. If I was hot, if I had my hot body completely done, I would. I put on a whole display for the neighbors until we got reports. You could wear banana tree leaves. Oh, Hey, that's a cool idea. I know. Like you would look all tropical. You could just wear banana tree leaves. They're pretty big. Yeah. Put it inside. (laughs) People sew them too. Cause they like wrap food in them in like South America and stuff. So you could definitely sew a bandeau top out of the banana tree leaves. I I think it's a good plan. I think so too. Um, so just some updates. Okay. For our listeners. Spring is doing 10 a.m. readings this week. Yes, they are not coming out great. Um, I'm having to text them, which is taking all day. But if you hop on and leave a comment, I will eventually get a message to you if the Internet's not working. Two days now, Mercury retrograde has stopped us from having technology is shitty. It's so crappy right now. So I am messaging you. If you pop on there, leave a comment between 10 and 1030. I will get a message to you before the end of the day. So I will put the link to that in the show notes. If you guys want to stop on and get a reading from spring, I do Sunday live readings in our network um, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So if you want to be reminded of that. um, Also have um, a event coming up Wednesday. Yes. It's a great one. I'm super excited for it. It is manifesting. Yes. So we're going to go over um, manifesting and magnetizing with our group and it's a free thing on Wednesday. Um, I think that one is VIP or no. Yes. yes VIP. Um, yeah. So for VIP members, we are doing manifesting workshop. Our workshops only last about an hour, but you get a ton of information and practice and, and it's really fun and good. And I've been doing a lot of, um, a lot of manifesting, like I've been manifesting my ass off. Like I told one of our clients who went to the dentist and she was like, if y'all ever go to the dentist, you really got to get the gas. And I've never been gassed at the 
dentist before like nitrous or anything i was like i want to try that one time and then immediately i had a dental issue so now i'm now i have a huge infection in my mouth and i have to get a tooth pulled on friday so i that's not the type of manifesting that i anticipated but you got to be specific right (laughs) (laughs) so like i mean it's really like really getting in the groove of manifesting everything you say but which also makes you really self-aware of what you're saying because i will yeah yeah the universe really has jokes when it comes to manifesting so join us for that on wednesday um i will leave the links to all of these things in the show notes if you want to participate in any of them and yeah we'll see you all next week See you later. Bye. Bye.
A quantum leap is the experience of space in order to collapse time that it takes to get to your destination. Here at the Mystic and the Magician podcast, we are going to teach you how to do that, the best ways to do it, and the most fulfilling results that you could experience.